I like talking over the music. I don't know why the music is so quiet. I don't know either. I don't I, know how to make it louder. I don't know why it's so quiet. Sometimes it's so loud. And sometimes it's just quiet. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, don't, I didn't mean I'm to, for y'all to hear me I'm not a mouth breathe tech. there. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not good with the technology. Welcome to Reforming Manhood, the podcast we talk live from Christian male perspective. My name is Mike Watt, the Lucha Preacher. And I am too sweet Trevor Cowan. Do you have to think about that? Are you okay? <laughs> Do you have a seizure? I just I was I was thinking if I was going to say something different and I couldn't mm, think of anything. Couldn't think of anything. How uh I think people want to know, the fans want to know how the how's the carnivore diet going? Have we told them we're on the carnivore diet? We talked about it. Oh. Well, breakfast was great. We had steak and eggs. Oh my goodness. It we was had a, ribeye and eggs. Ribeye and eggs. It was mostly ribeye um and bacon. Don't forget about the bacon. Oh yeah, and bacon. Yeah. I had a piece of bacon. <laughs> That's all you had in you. Yeah. I, I wrapped every bite of ribeye with bacon. I get tired of chewing meat. <laughs> it is, it is difficult, but I've cut out sweets and cokes and feeling, feeling a little more, uh, chest strong and less belly, belly jiggly. Hmm. Week, week two, starting week three. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, one month, one month to go. That's right. A month and a half to go. Yeah. To my to my birthday, and we have cheesecake. Luckily, February is a short month. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, we we got our elders' prayer retreat. We'll probably take a cut some corners, cut some corners. <laughs> not a, not a break. Um, I'm not going to go and have dessert. Well, not. I'm not going to just abandon it. But uh, let me ask you something. Go ahead. How are you going to feel mm-hmm. if you have? A slice of jalapeno cheesecake at oh, Perini's. That's God intended. And it makes you sick. I'm going to feel sick. <laughs> You're like, worth it. <laughs> worth it. Oh. Like you eat it and you're like, oh, the sugar. What if you're kind of grossed out by it? That's what I'm asking. I don't know. I'm hoping because I'm having smaller, more manageable meals, like the steak will fill me up and it, I won't even be like, no, I can't, I can't even have cheesecake. But if there's a... If there's any room, even in my throat, just for cheesecake, I'm probably going to have some cheesecake. <laughs> if there's any room, even in my throat. <laughs> uh, just That's breathe around cheesecake for the next hour <laughs> while I digest. It's going to be like our first elders retreat when we uh, ate all that food. and uh, oh, I feel sick. It wasn't the food. It was the chili. Dude, it was definitely the chili. The made chili. Me sick, for that sure. That was awful. So I'm not having chili. But anyways, um, welcome to the podcast. We are... Uh, we're diving into this series, and I, I think uh, um, we're, we got like w- this week and one more, and just kind of a reminder where we came from and why we're going in this direction, because uh, I read a pretty good blog from a, from a woman who's saying that the, uh, the, better, the better is agriculture. A better um, backdrop to Christianity is agriculture, and she was talking about growing and um reaping what you sow and whatnot and it was it was good but she was super anti men being ready for war right um and and mm. we're saying no no men need to be ready for war because a war is about us christian men have been emasculated for too long that's right it's time to fight back um and to do so we're going to use the uh, theologian bruce lee um probably not a theologian no but, probably uh, not oh well, um, he is now i bet he knows some stuff now yeah um bruce lee what did he say well, I, I, I thought it was Joe Rogan. He was quoting You Bruce corrected Lee. me yeah. today to say it was Bruce Lee. Um, but I heard Joe Rogan talking to Jordan Peterson um, when Jordan Peterson was talking about men 
being men, yeah. being men, and needing to be. I think he says something like needing to be warriors, yeah, um, and needing to be able to. No, he uses Peterson again, not a Christian that I know of. Um, he uses uh, yeah. the term monster. Monster. Says, that's what men, he said. Men need to be monsters. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, Joe Rogan says, uh, uh, quoting Bruce Lee again, he said, uh, "It's better to be a soldier in the garden than to be a gardener at war." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he says warrior, but or Bruce Lee says warrior. I don't know what Rogan said, but oh, yeah. It's better to be a warrior in a garden yeah. than a than a gardener at war. Gardener at war. Yeah. Bruce Lee. Yeah. Joe Rogan. Yeah. <laughs> Trevor Cowan. And the the understanding is pretty simple. I think we get it. Um, it's easier to move from being ready for battle to agriculture. Like, okay, yeah, I'm I'm fit for war. I can till the garden. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I can, I can, I can grind and, and grow and eat and, and live off the land and those things. Um, but to take someone who's excellent at gardening and turn him into warrior takes a whole lot more effort. Yeah. The, um, Solomon tells us in Ecclesiastes that there is a time for peace and a time for war. Yep. yep. Um, and I don't believe we're living in times of peace right no, now. No, no, not for Christian men. We are assaulted. We are told to shut up. We're told to, um, even like a guy who I would say is a, a nominal Christian, like Chris Pratt is bullied by the culture, um, mm-hmm. for, for his moralistic deism, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and so it's, it's just not okay to be. Did you see the, did you see the hockey player that didn't wear the gay jersey? Yeah. Do you see that? Dude, good for him. And, uh, they asked him why and he's like, well, cause I'm Russian Orthodox. I'm out. I'm out. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's, those are the stands men need to take. Um, and he, he's a freaking hockey player. He's ready for war, you know? Yeah. And he said that I don't believe in that. I'm not going to support that. And you can't make me pretty sweet. You don't have to support the gays. Yeah. So men, that's, that's what we're calling you to do is, is to be ready for those wars that come to you. Um, he never would have thought, um, that he'd need to be ready for, for that battle, but here it is. And mm-hmm. when, when the enemies are at the gate, you're, uh, your gardening doesn't help. <laughs> you need to be you need to be ready for war. Mm-hmm. And so we talked about being ready for war, being loyal to the commander, that's Jesus, being a citizen of his kingdom, um, following orders and being prepared for battle. We talked about being men of integrity and men of authenticity. We talked about making a stand and um, rising to the challenge last week. And this week, we're talking about laying your life down and providing. Those are, these are, these are Christian men ready for war values, mm. things we need to be doing. Yep. So laying your life down. Let's start there. Um, I don't even think I looked it up. I did, but I, I dropped it. Do you have Ephesians 2.10? No, I do not. Sweet. Get there. <laughs> Except for, I don't think it's Ephesians 2.10. Because Ephesians 2.10 says, we are his workmanship, created Christ Jesus to do good works. Let's try Let's do John 15. 12 and 13. I had it, but I lost it. I've Luke 9. How let's, about that? No, th- that's later. Oh, I don't have it then. You didn't tell me these verses. I apologize. Can you can you Google those up real quick? Pull, oh, yeah. Pull up. My phone's moving super slow right now. I'm trying to Where did I put that? Dude, I had it right there. I, I apologize. 15 what? 15, uh, starting 12. All right. Talking about laying your life down. No greater love has any man than this than to lay his life down for his friends. And this is what Jesus is saying as he's... Love one another just as I have loved you. 
Yep, keep going. Um, greater love has no man than this. He laid down his life for his friends. You are my friends. If you do it, I command you. No longer do I call you slaves, for the slave does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends. For all things that I have heard from my father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you would go and bear fruit, and that your fruit would remain, so that whatever you ask of the Father in my name, he may give to you. This I command you, that you love one another. Yep. So, again, this whole thing, a lot of people just take snippets of. You know, you can ask whatever you want in my name, and you get it. And that's why when people pray, they say in Jesus' name. It's more like an over and out, right? (laughs) Over and out. In Jesus' uh, name. Or... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's spongebob right i was talking to jim one time and he said uh he said uh that's how you know to pass it to the next person for the next person to yeah, pray it's their turn because i jesus said name. i said over and out right <laughs> in jesus name over and out right i think uh the super charismatic people treat it like a magic spell like yeah yeah i said expecto patronum i said in jesus name <laughs> i said with all due respect <laughs> <laughs> it's in the Geneva Convention. That's not how that works. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so uh, when we talk about, in Jesus' name, we, we look at this whole scope of this. Um, and he talked about loving him, obeying his commandments, and knowing that he's going to lay his life down for his friends. So we ought to be able to, or be willing to do the same thing, lay our life down for our friends. Mm. And this is where this value comes from in laying your life down. Um, this is, uh, this is Avengers, right? The first one. This is, this is what Cap said Iron Man couldn't do, right? It's like, you don't, you don't have it in you to fall on the grenade for your friends, right? But he did. But he sure did. That's right. Like a hero. <laughs> I love him 3000. I love him 3000. <laughs> uh. But, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so this is, this is what we want to be. The men who can do those things. The, the, the hard things. Um, laying our life down for our friends. So what does that look like when there's not grenades to fall on? Um, I think, uh, um, I think one way that that looks like is like, I think we talked about this a little bit last week, but standing up. Mm. Um, yeah, I know we talked about last week cause we talked about like stand, we talked about standing up. Yeah. Taking a stand, yeah. um, t- taking a stand. Yeah. And so I think it, it, it looks like standing up, especially when you're, when your friends aren't in the room, yeah, um, like like the hockey player, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's easier not to, right? Yeah, it's easier just put the jersey on and say I don't believe this and move on. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a whole movie. I'm going to name two guys, and you're going to be like, Ugh, I wish you'd learn actors' names. Um, but it was uh, it was the guy who plays Qui Gon Jinn, okay, and the Liam guy who Neeson. plays Amazing Spider Man, Andrew Garfield. Yeah, Silence. Okay, thank you. <laughs> The movie was silent. <laughs> the movie was silent. I thought you were telling me to shut up. I was no, like, no, no. <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> yeah, and it was about uh, these Catholic priests off in, I think, Japan, right? Jes- Jesuit missionaries. Yeah, they were Jesuit missionaries, so their theology wasn't exactly right. But um, the whole time, it, it was, it was uh, Qui-Gon telling Spider-Man <laughs> to just, just deny Jesus. The torture will end. Well, right? S- Spider-Man went to go find him. He went to go find Qui-Gon. Oh, okay. This is so weird. <laughs> Crossing so many different universes right now. It's good times. Good times. Uh, and, uh, and basically he had given up, right? Mm-hmm. He, he had said, I just, I do what I can. I get caught. I deny Jesus and I keep going doing what I can. And it was this, 
Yeah, but your soul died. Like there's there's damage you to your soul. In you. Yeah, yeah. You you kill something in you. You don't get it back. Sometimes. Yeah. And you it's it's like soul damage. I don't know the, another word for it. Is you you let that part of you die. You had a chance mm-hmm. to be the man and take the hard punishment. It probably would have been death or torture or whatever starvation. But he he went ahead and denied Jesus and made a life of that. And mm. he was not the same guy that Spider-Man came to rescue. dies each time. I would think so. Like, e- even more of it. You just darken those things in you. you your, your head knows truth, but you yeah. have justified your way out of those things, you know? Yeah. And so good for... What was the hockey player's name? You don't know. The hockey player? I don't know his name, okay. no. I don't Anyways, good for him. Nah, no one does. <laughs> we're not Canadian. We don't care. <laughs> But to our Canadian followers, thanks thanks for listening. We follow another Canadian sport. Wrestling. <laughs> Go <Hey>. Bret Hart. <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think, especially in the movie, you kind of see this, that he just kind of looked like this shell of a man. Mm-hmm. I talked about this with the with the uh, the election for the, uh, what do you call it? Oh, yeah. Speaker. Yeah, where yeah. that guy, he just, he looked defeated. He looked like a shell of a man because he didn't stand up for what he mm-hmm. believed in. Yeah. Um, he wasn't willing to. He wasn't willing to put his convictions on the line. Convictions on the line. His life on the th- line. That we know for sure. I mean, this all didn't look like it. Anyways. Yeah, this is all suspect, but still. And so, yeah, being the one who who hides behind other people as the grenade goes off, sure you live, but do you? You know, your friend is gone whatever that is is gone Mm -hmm. and so there's there's great damage to your soul and i don't know that men christian men recognize this it's real easy to placate it's real easy to deny jesus in public ways right Mm -hmm. i didn't deny him for real but yeah this uh i wore that pin or i did whatever you know this when we were going to planned parenthood Mm -hmm. people would often ask us like are you sure this is are you are you sure this is uh, the most the effective way? The most effective way, yeah. I think that's how they would say yep. it. And uh, I I quickly just said that's the wrong question. Yep. Um, it's the wrong question to ask. Whether it's effective or not, yep. doesn't mean it's the wrong the wrong thing to do. Yeah. Um, and uh, talked about how if the church in Germany during the 30s had gone and stood in front of concentration camps and preached the gospel and yep. told the Nazis to repent. They probably would have been shot dead. Yep, but it still would have been the still right. Still would have been the right do. thing to do. Yep, and instead we don't. It's easier. It's easier not to act. It's easier. So much easier uh, to to not lay your life down and and to say so much more comfortable. This, this way, I have more battles. Right. Um, yeah. I, I, ru- I run away now so I can keep fighting, which is exactly what Qui Gon did in that non Star Wars Spider Man. Sorry, movie. I thought we were back to spot. I thought we were back to Star Wars. <laughs> Qui Gon laid his life down. Oh, he sure did. Well, he fought and lost. The real Qui-Gon. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, he did lose. Loser. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's what we're encouraging guys to know. And, and look at your life. Look at your spaces where you're, you're spending time and know this battle could come here mm-hmm. and be ready to, to lay your life down. I think, I think we've definitely seen this a lot over the last couple of years. Of pastors who are put in situations mm. where they have to, yeah, they have to stand up, yeah. Um, you saw this in like uh, Canada whenever lockdowns were happening. Oh man, yeah. Um, and that guy's calling people KGB. Get out of here. 
I found Gestapo. out that he's a false teacher. Oh man, yeah. I liked him so much. But there were there were solid pastors that were standing up. Yeah, and saying no, we're going to meet. Yeah, yeah. If if we if we take this back to the the Planned Parenthood thing and, and saving babies, we uh, you and I we we had a conviction. If this comes to our front door, we fight the fight. And it was mm-hmm. in Lubbock. That's thirty minutes away. People in our small town, they're gonna they're gonna try to kill their babies in the womb. That's where they're gonna go. So we fought that fight. Um, nothing. Golly, nothing fun about that, right? Mm-mm. But without naming names, we were at a retreat and, uh, um, we had two guys that were honestly better. They had better pedigrees than me and you. They mm-hmm. had more degrees and, uh, and they were asking me, so, so y'all, y'all are in that? Y'all are doing that? And we, at the time we were, this was we like were a, right in the middle this of This is a week off of it when yeah. we were at this retreat. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you, you, you got to get down there. You got to do it. I think they were in like the Houston area. It's like you got, you got Planned Parenthood to choose from there at the time. And, uh, um, I just watched the guy pull a, pull a coward. He's like, well, I don't know that we'd, we'd do it well. We want to make sure to plan it well and do right. And I said, no, 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 you, you just need to get out there, take your Bible, find something to preach through and, and stand up for those babies. You, you, you have to do this if, if this is your conviction. And it was, well, it is, of course, of course, of course, of course. Of course. Yeah. Um, they never did it. And then mm-hmm. it wasn't long after that they weren't, they weren't pastors with us anymore anyways. So, yeah. um, but I do believe something they in They didn't the, die. No, they're, they're part of their soul might Fired. have though. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so, so we need to be men who take a stand, not take a stand. We need to be willing to lay our life down, not just take a stand, but be willing to lay our life down. That, uh, I think I think the difference between taking a stand and willing to lay your life down is uh, being willing to take a stand when you know it's going to cost. Mm-hmm. When, when you know it's going to be a great cost. Yep. Yep. This is um, this is not going to be a popular decision or an anti-cultural decision, but it's still right. And I'm it gonna... may it may be uh, it may not be like old times where people are feeding you the lines and whatnot, mm-hmm. but it might cost you your livelihood. Yeah, could cost your job. Um, your promotion, your whatever, you know? Um, and I think it boils down to, if we're talking about guys and they're not just hypothetical situations that could come to your job, which you need to be ready for mentally and, and spiritually, but also it means ha- having to do things you don't want to do as a man. That's mm-hmm. what laying your life down means as a man. I don't, I don't want to get up at 5 AM and, and go to work, but yet the clock alarm goes off and I got to, I gotta go to go to work at five a.m. I don't want to wake up at seven thirty to go to work. <laughs> so I definitely don't want to do your job. So yeah, no, I don't want to do my job sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes I have to dig in poop. That That's sounds not awful. fun. No, no, it's, it's a real crappy job. Real crappy job. <laughs> but uh, I'd have to quit biting my fingernails if I worked at you your job. Definitely don't want to bite your fingernails as a plumber. It's one of the three rules. Wait, there's there's more. Yeah, don't bite your fingernails. Crap runs downhill. Always runs downhill. Always runs downhill. And paydays on Friday. I like, all right. I like one of the three rules. <laughs> uh, did Obi-Wan said to always take the high ground too. Have you considered yourself part Jedi? Always. Always take the I high always ground. consider myself part Jedi. I have the higher ground, Anakin. I can swing a shovel. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, yeah. So, so there's things we have to do as a man we may not like. Um, Five a.m. shovel crap. You had to talk to Josh about this. 
Yeah, yeah, I had to talk to my son about this. He's on a kick for, uh, I don't know if it's a kick. It's at least the reason he's telling us he doesn't want to do things. He doesn't want to do things that, uh, uh, don't benefit him in the, when he grows up is what I he get said. that. I get it. Me and Josh are kidding spirits. Yeah, yeah, he's been learning from Uncle Trev a little too much. <laughs> and he likes arguing a little too much. And, uh, so he's at school and he's having to learn. My boy. Pythagorean <laughs> theorem. Um, hate it. And he's having to learn, uh, about Greek mythology. Both, to his point, useless in the real world. Like, I have not once since, since college trigonometry used Pythagorean theorem. Not one time have I used it. It's not that? practical. Is that A squared plus B squared equals C squared? Well done, good and faithful sucker. Yes. I have to you use that. that. I have to use that sometimes. You do? Yeah. In plumbing? Yeah. Go you. All right. To get measurements for things. Good to know. I haven't yet, but I know it I know it is a thing. There's other formulas I have to know too. Sweet. But I haven't I'll, learned those yet. I'll let him know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh and then Greek mythology it's it's wasted. It's a dead religion basically that we learn lessons from. Fine. Um but my discussion with him was is you you have to do things you don't want to do as an adult. Guess what? I don't want to get up at five AM. I don't want to I don't want to do these things, right? I don't want to jackhammer on a Tuesday after we've been wrestling all night. <laughs> oh, I bet that hurts. <laughs> and so my my words to him was, get over it. Like you have to do these things. Yeah, that's part suck. of being a man. Welcome to adulthood. You have to go get A's in this in those classes. He was like, but why? Said, well, because you live in my house and <laughs> you get A's and B's and you're capable of A's in these things, so you're going to get A's. He's like, this sucks. <laughs> yep. Yes, it uh, does. And then we spent the rest of the day, you know, just kind of letting him complain and vent. And then ended the day in the hot tub and a polar plunge. And he said it was a great day. It's so, a great day. Great day. <laughs> but that's part of being a man. It's, uh, you know, you're, you're a man now. You have to deal with crap. You have to deal with things that you don't want to do. Do it anyways. Um, that's laying your life down, saying, mm. oh, my everyday life. Isn't everything I want it to be? Yeah, guess what? It's not about you. It's mm. about those you're laying your life down for. Mm. So. Which I think brings us to our next point. It really does. Um, provides. A warrior, a, a, part of being ready for war is providing. Huh? Yeah, I think I think as you're talking to boys about these things, I mean, that's you're preparing them to be men yep. that provide. Yep. Yeah. First uh, Timothy 5.8, I think I've got that one. I might actually have it. Says to, if I can stall a little bit longer. There we go. First Timothy 5 eight says, but if anyone does not provide for his own, especially those of his household, he is denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. Mm. So now not providing is the same as denying Jesus. Mm. Like they're, they're on the same playing field. They are brother and sister. Mm-hmm. Do you, you going to deny Jesus? You're going to provide for your family. You have to do those things. Yeah. I, I, me and my dad were actually talking about this this week. Um, we were talking about people that were just like begging for money and stuff. Yeah. Which maybe there's some of those people that are in a really tight spot. I also know they make a lot of money just begging for money. Yeah. But, uh, I, uh, I was just telling my dad, I said, I, I couldn't do it. Mm-mm. Like I couldn't sit out there and just beg for money. I, I'd have to go do something. Yeah. Yeah. Because, uh, well, you're a man, <laughs> and and that's a hard thing. Because you look at these people, and they've got they've got sad down, and mm-hmm. and like you said, not all of them are shysters. Not all of them are are looking. Sometimes people need a leg up, and that's 
that's real and true and we want to be there and want to be gracious and kind and generous, right? Um, but also like, I have seen the same dude at the same corner for the past two years, years. you know? And so yeah. it's like, come on, buddy. It's time to go to work. It's time, time to, I, I'm going to have a hard time saying God bless you mm. <laughs> as I give you a five when, when he has blessed you with arms and legs and the 40. Yeah. That you got <laughs> go to work. Um, and so yeah, this, this verse is, is pretty clear. What I want to do for this section is just kind of run through some, some more scripture and then, and then, and then talk about them. What do you mm-hmm. say? Cool. Uh, you got, uh, Second Thessalonians? Yep. Uh, Second Thessalonians, uh, 3.10 says, if anyone is not willing to work, he is not to eat either. For we hear that some among you are leading an undisciplined life and doing no work at all, but acting like busybodies. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, we need to, connect our stomachs to our hard work, our mm. hard day's work. And that looks different for different folks, right? I could not do uh, one of our wrestlers drag and I could not do his job. He teaches third graders all day. Mm-hmm. Like eight hours with, yeah. with a room full of I third graders. T- t- fifth graders. Yeah. And hated that. No, no. Guess what? We end up with a whole lot less third graders by the time I'm done. <laughs> if you don't get in line, it'd be like kindergarten cop. You freaking get in line and do what I say or shut up. You're out of here. Uh, um, yeah, th- that's a hard day's work. That is a hard day's work. Your job, that's a hard day's work. Um, these are, these are things that are difficult. It doesn't, there's not one versus the other that's more hard. It's, mm-hmm. did you work hard today? Yes. Yeah. All right. Fill your belly. Sometimes. Sometimes that's just enough reason for me to, all right, I guess I better get up because <laughs> I've got to eat. I got to eat. So I'm hung. I'm hungry. Yeah. These, these bills are coming. Yeah. And, uh, I have yet to learn how to make money in my sleep. So Maybe here we one go. Day. Maybe one day. Yeah. So, so again, the value of a hard day's work, whatever work is, and you don't have one, it, it's time to find one. And while you're working, and that's another, another thing it's, we, we need to be working. Uh, I spent, golly, it was in my, my twenties. Uh, I, I quit my regular job and spent three months without work, um, seeking a ministry job. And, uh, it was the longest three months of my life, um, between times of prayer and Bible reading and sending emails and making, you know, cold calls to places that I heard needed a, you know, a pastor of some short, some sort. It was a rough run. I don't want to go back to that ever again. Uh, ever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's read uh, Proverbs thirteen twenty two. A uh, good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children, and the wealth of the sinner is stored up for the righteous. Ooh, that's good. That's good. We need to not just consider feeding our bellies, not just consider feeding our kids and providing for our family, but consider your grandkids that aren't born yet, right? Mm. That that needs to be part of this equation. As a man, providing scriptures telling us here, you need to leave need an inheritance to your grandkids. Right? Yeah, I uh, I uh, heard a quote from the King's Hall mm-hmm. um, because I love that podcast and I'm ready for season two to start. <laughs> um, I heard a quote from the King's Hall, and I believe it's from Virgil's Aeneid, <clears throat> and okay. he says. Uh, he says, I'll never tire, they, they said in the podcast, oh, yeah. I'll never tire of my labor for I owe my son a kingdom. Mm. Um, and that is a quote that I just locked into my head. That's good. As I'm 
having to start doing a lot of really hard work that I didn't want to do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Originally. Um, yeah. like I'm doing this for a reason because I want to build a kingdom. Yeah. 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 I want, I want something for my kids, for my grandkids, grandkids, but for my great grandkids and it, yeah, I want the spiritual legacy more, but they're not exclusive. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I can be, I can, I can leave them an inheritance of land or house or whatever and, and have helped raise them in, in the love and, um, admiration of Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not either or. You can do both, guys. Yeah. Uh, I usually use the, uh, get out of bed. Cause you gotta eat, mm-hmm. um, to get me out of bed, to get me going in the morning. And yeah. then as I'm doing hard things throughout the day, I just, I remember that. Like, I owe my son a kingdom. That's nice. I have That's no awesome. son, <laughs> but I owe him a kingdom. That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, so yeah, we need to provide, we need to work hard. Uh, Thessal- first Thessalonians 4.11. Uh, make it your ambition to lead a quiet life and attend your own business and work with your hands just as, you- just as we commanded you so that you will behave properly toward outsiders and not be in any need. Mm. Yeah. There's, there's honor in a hard day's work. Um, yeah. There's, there's honor. There's, I mean, there's a command there, right? Mm-hmm. Make it your, ad, what read it again? Make it your ambition. Ambition. Yeah. Yeah. So, so strive for that hard day's work, minding your business, doing what you do to the glory of God. Uh, my dad used to say, you can't teach hustle. Um, he was, a, he was a coach and he could, he took, he coached freshmen to, to seniors and, uh, he could tell as a freshman if they were going to be ones who hustled till their senior year, you know, and he could just tell on the first, first meeting of them. And that was just something he kind of put in me. He, he, he would say that quite often. Oh, no, can't teach hustle. That kid's got talent, but you can't teach hustle. And, and sure enough, they, They'd fizzle out after a while, and uh, and here's what I would say, I would if my dad were still alive, I would I would disagree with him here, um, and say hustle takes longer than four years to teach, mm. and so uh, parents need to be instilling hustle in their kids. We're gonna we're gonna work hard. Get up. We're gonna work hard. You had an experience with two of our church kids um, that didn't have any hustle. T- tell that story. Shoveling. Yes. Oh. Yeah, we went out, we went out one time shoveling. I said, uh, I was, I was discipling these two kids and I was like, man, we're going to go, uh, they were middle schoolers. They were middle schoolers. Yeah. yeah. I said, uh, hey guys, we're going to go over here and help, uh, one of our church members. They are, uh, looking for, uh, looking for their sewer line or something. We're going to go, we're going to go help them dig. And, uh, this is what we're going to do this afternoon. We're just going to help them dig. I'm like, man, I hate digging. They're mad. It's like, Holes all over. I'm tired of this, Grandpa. <laughs> um, and I was just like, Grandpa, that's too dang bad. That's too dang bad. <laughs> um, but uh, anyways, we get out there, and I'm digging, and uh, we're uh, we're looking for that. And they're like taking turns. They're like alternating. And I see them disappearing. We would usually have like snack during Bible study or whatever. Yeah. And uh, we get finished finally, and I walk over, and I'm like. They're both just sitting there, and they're tired of digging, which wasn't a lot of done yeah. a lot more since then. And uh, uh, I went to go get an oatmeal cream pie because it was now snack time. We're finally done with the work. <laughs> they ate the whole dang box. <laughs> Those two kids ate the whole dang box of oatmeal cream pie. dozen of them in there. They <laughs> digged six inches of dirt and ate a cream pie for each inch they dug. 
that that happened. Oh my goodness! Yeah. So so teaching hustle would take a life. Well, I don't know about a lifetime, but it would take years for kids who are already disposed to eating six oatmeal cream pies <laughs> instead of digging. Uh, yeah. But it could be done. Uh, my boys, it's hard. It's hard, but but I'm constantly trying to teach them hustle. And uh, the I believe the heart of the man is bent towards lazy. Like I don't want to. Mine sure I don't want to. I don't want to. <laughs> and so, so my four boys are constantly. They're just. It's just a work. It's part of the job right now. As in their their young preteen and teenage, it's time to teach them hustle. And they've been taught this since they were kids. So they they actually they know how to hustle. They actually do fairly well. Um, I don't think that was inherited in them. I think they had to be taught that. Mm. Um, yeah, there's been a lot of talk, especially if you listen to guys like Jocko Willink. Um, he talks a lot about like um, hustle and mm-hmm. just just do it. Just go grind. Yeah. Like, um, it doesn't matter if you're motivated or not. Get up and do it. He yep. wakes up at like 4.30 every morning. I know. He's a psychopath. I would hate to be in the hotel below him because he does like burpees in his hotel room and takes yeah. the pictures of the sweat stains on the carpet. Gross, yeah. man. So disgusting. Yeah. 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 I thought I saw a post from Eric Kahn this week too where he kind of talks about the same thing. Like it doesn't matter if you're motivated or not. You just you just grind. You just got to do it. You got to do it. Um, this is part of uh, providing. It's part of laying our life down. Um, Jesus, when he was on the cross... He looked down from the cross and said to Mary, or said to John, John, your mother, and said to Mary, Mary, your, your mother, your son. Um, he was providing for Mary. She, she couldn't work in that culture in those times. She was counting on Jesus, right? And, uh, and in that moment, Jesus provided for spiritual salvation for, for all who would come to him mm-hmm. and also didn't ignore her physical needs. Yeah. And so we, we, we should not separate those things either. Um, if you're a pastor and you're studying, work hard, <laughs> work hard, put in a hard day's work. Um, it doesn't matter what we're doing, but physical does matter. Mm-hmm. Um, so leave a legacy, I believe is the encouragement here. Think about those grandkids that you don't have yet. Even, even, even as your kids may, they're babies, right? I'm changing my kid's diaper, right? And one day, hopefully, you're changing that kid's kid's diaper. And that kid's going to change your diaper. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's that's all I got, folks. Um, be willing to lay your life down and provide. These are these are marks of not just men, but Christian men. Not doing those things is denying the faith. Mm. All right, go ahead and uh, check out our Facebook group, Reforming Manhood. Uh, there's a link for the uh, group in the description below. Uh, Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, and also leave a review. All right, folks. My name is Mike Watt. I'm the Lucha Preacher. And I'm Too Sweet Trevor Cowan. This has been Reforming Manhood. Thanks for listening. Y'all be sweet. Show Jesus. Later. Later. Later.